We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, and I am joined today by a special guest, by Sporting News college football writer Bill Bender. Bill, thank you for so so much for uh, for joining the show today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Brian. It's great to be on. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. I, yeah, I've i got to get gotten a chance to know you over these last couple of years. I enjoy your work very much. I said in our on one of our recent podcasts, you're one of the few college football writers I actually read uh, with any sort of regularity, had a chance to meet you. We've talked ball a lot, and I really wanted to get you on the show because I want to get your perspective on the inevitability of the college football playoff expanding to eight teams and then get your opinion on if it should or shouldn't and then get your opinion on if you were the college football king and you ruled college football, what would the eight-team playoff, if we're going to accept the inevitability of it, what would it look like? So that is going to be the topic of today's conversation. And so let's just dive right in, Bill. And first, I want to get your opinion on it. Do you even think that that do you think it's good for college football that we're that that it, it is eventually going to expand to an 18 playoff? That's a loaded good is such a weird word for this, because I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen. Will I be a fan of it? Probably not. Um, you know, I'm one of the those people i i kind of loosely defend the bcs in a lot of ways mm-hmm. i i thought the bcs more often than not did get the top two teams when we went to four i mean that's the first question that comes to mind brian in, in the the years that we had this playoff has there been a flagrant miss mm-hmm. in the playoff 
and I don't think there has been, other than if you're a UCF or a TCU or a Baylor. Yeah. I don't think they've missed. So why the rush to expand when we're dealing with player safety and all those mm-hmm. NIL issues? I mean, if they're going to make it about the money, yeah, they'll end up expanding. Mm-hmm. And and that's the only reason to expand, in my opinion, is is to do it is because it's it's there. I think college football is looking at this bill and saying we're making a killing on financially on the college football playoff, just making an absolute killing. And I believe there's a lot of short sighted and narrow focused people that run college football, whether it be presidents or people in the NCAA, and they say, well, if we expand it and add, you know, four more games. Think about how much money we can make it without having the foresight to understand how does this going to impact the regular season and how is this going to cheapen the regular season? And, and I think of uh, you know an argument that I've made is the 2018 Notre Dame or Purdue Ohio State game, the 2017 Iowa Ohio State games that were played, I believe both played in October, completely shook up the college football playoff landscape. You go to an 18 playoff, and all of a sudden that game doesn't matter as much anymore. You know, Ohio State and Michigan, how many years when they were good, if we had a 14 playoff, would that game have determined who's in the playoff? Well, now if they're both really good, they're both going to be in the playoff. And there's going to be years, and we're going to go through some of these, where they both would have made it despite the fact Ohio State dominates them every year. So to me, it's all about money. And and I and I'm, I'm unfortunately, I think that they're going to do it in a way where it's just going to be an expansion of, of the playoff and it's not going to have the protections that I think are needed to protect the game. And, and so that's the unfortunate aspect of this. But to your point, I, I I would say the only the only miss that you could argue that they've had was a year in which the team that shouldn't have got in, the argument is, won the title. And that was 2014 with Ohio right. State and TCU. And I and I even kind of give that a pass. To me, it was a miss simply because of the manner in which they they leaped Ohio State ahead of TCU and then dropped TCU behind Baylor, even though TCU had already lost to Baylor. TCU wins fifty five to three over Iowa State and drops two spots. I just thought that was a bad look, but obviously, Ohio State made them look good by going out and winning the national title that year. They did, and and that's one of those years where that was the first year of the playoff. It created a ton of excitement by them getting Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. You brought up Michigan, Ohio State in the regular season. I mean, the two games that stick out to me, one was uh, it's the best of both worlds almost. Like in two thousand six, when Michigan and Ohio State were both one and two, and I believe they both ran into no, they didn't both play Notre Dame. Michigan played Notre Dame that year. They were the two best teams in the country. They play a regular season game, and it cost Michigan not in the BCS championship game. Mm -hmm. In 2016, they play this double overtime thriller that really turned the tide in that momentum way in Ohio State's favor, quite honestly. And um, Michigan lost that game, and the consequence was you didn't go to the 14 playoff. The Big Ten's had some controversy through this whole deal. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame gets caught up in those conversations, although this year, uh, even this year, you could argue. Mm -hmm. But I think the 14 playoff, once you get past four, one, you know, we'll, you know how it is in, in this sport, Brian. They'll, they'll start, we'll spend the whole time arguing about who's number seven, eight, and nine once we go. Right. Eight. It, it, that's uh, the, that's the thing, Bill, is, is when you get to that level, is there a cutoff where all of a sudden you say, well, this team is, is okay. Yeah. We're accepting eight. There's no debate with who number nine is. I mean, could you name me a year? And this is a rhetorical question because I, I know what your answer is going to be. Can you name me a year where there was a seventh or an eighth team that legitimately had an argument to make the college football playoff? No, 
I mean, not in this current format. I mean, do right. we see LSU beat? I don't know. You probably have these. I know you have these slides queued up. And we didn't. Yeah. Even- so, so let's take. Well, we'll no. get into that when we when we go over your your proposal. It'll make a lot more sense. But but that's the whole thing. Is there's ba- rarely been a year where where you could argue seven or eight teams deserve to be in or or would have had an impact. So, why are we adding that game when it's it's you know all the some of the proposal you know, play a home game and all these kind of things. It's like so. I mean, do we really want to see UCF against number one Alabama or number one Clemson? I mean, is that really going to be a game that is going to draw a ton of attention? There's all types of things. So before we kind of get down too much of this rabbit hole, Bill, because I think we can discuss some of the stuff within the framework of what our proposals are going to be, and it'll kind of make our points for us. Let's let's do this. So I have been given the power to anoint Bill Bender uh, the king of college football, Okay. And I've dictated to you that, Bill, I won an 18-team playoff, okay? That's what I want. It's up to you to say how it's going to go. And and so you've got to lay out for your proposal of what you would do and why you would do it that way in regards to the proper way, in your view, to create an 18 playoff in college football. Okay, so we discussed this before I came on. Money's not an object, correct? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you more money with my plan. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. because mine is to ditch the conference championship games. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Um, Big Ten conference championship game last year. What was the point of that game other than to get Ohio State in the playoff? Mm-hmm. What is the point of the uh, – now, the ACC, before Notre Dame comes in last year, what was the point of the ACC championship right. game to get Clemson through? Last year, right. they finally had one where – there's a consequence for winning. There's a consequence for losing. So mm-hmm. I think that that is very interesting. Um, I would end the regular season where you're at. I would seed them one through eight. You know, you, even if you want to do it by a computer, com- committee, whatever. So you have one through eight seated at the reg- end of the regular season. You know, we used to determine the Big Ten champion like that. Mm-hmm. So that's my first part. I need them on campus in the first round. I need Notre Dame at Boise. I need Notre Dame at uh, UCF <laughs> in the first round. I need something like that. I need uh, mm-hmm. those kind of games. And then um, we go from there. Then we go play the the normal semifinals in a championship game. I don't know. Oh, and that was the other thing. And here's – you don't have to be a com- Power 5 conference champion to get in. Okay. So UCLA could go 9-3. and three. You're, It doesn't mean you get a spot. So right. those are kind of my – they're never going to happen because it's, you know, tr- antitrust and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But if you really want the best eight teams, that's the way to do it. I, I like the fact that you did not give a conference winner an automatic bid. I, I think that is absolutely just a, a horrible idea. I, I Unfortunately, I think it is going to happen, but I, I think that's a horrible idea because there, most years there's at least one power five conference, sometimes two where the conference winner doesn't even – I mean, there's not a team in that league. The Pac-12 has had several years like this where their winner should ask, not be sniffing the playoffs. question? Yeah, shoot. So, as an OU alum, and OU mm-hmm. in my book is Ohio University. It's not mm-hmm. Oklahoma. I'm a Mac grad. <laughs> is it okay that we say some years, hey, the group of five school, you don't have to it's worthy of an 18 playoff? Some say years, that again? So some years can we block the group of five out? That's under my plan. You can. You yes, can say, well, I think we should take the eight best teams. Yeah, we're the, not taking it, a ten and two Navy American Athletic Conference. Right. Team. No disrespect so, to Navy. 
probably think it was wrong school. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 2018. The best group of five program was was Memphis, and, and they wouldn't have got in this year. Cincinnati was ranked eighth. They would have got in. Right. Uh, I think it was 20 2017 or maybe it's 2018. Uh, yes, it's 2019 that Memphis would have gone in as the number 17 team. That was the team that played Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. They were the highest ranked uh, group of five team, I believe. This year, Cincinnati would have got in. In 2018, UCF would have got in. Other years, the, the the best group of five team would have been a 15 to 20 ranked team. And that so basically you might as well just give Alabama a bye at that point in time. If that team earns it and they are a top eight team, then give them their shot. But you know, this year, like Coastal Carolina, if 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 you just said, okay, well, they were undefeated. I mean, does 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 anybody really want to see Bama versus Coastal Carolina? I, I don't. Does anyone want to see Bama versus Cincinnati when it's Cincinnati team that's that's gone, you know, twelve and zero and played some good games? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that, you know. But they've got to earn their way in by by being twelve and zero and and maybe playing an out of conference team and, and earn it that way. And and that's the only way I get it in. I I just don't think that we need to force the group of five into this conversation. You know what I'd like to do, honestly, Bills? I wouldn't mind seeing a, a two playoffs and, and have one for the Power Five and one for the the group of five. And, well, and so you have your, your top four. Yeah, you have your top four in the power five. You have the, you know, because we actually saw used to see this at the one double A level. I don't know if they still have it or not, but I when I coached at Duquesne University, we won a national championship. We were the one double A mid-major national champs. We got rings and everything. And then there was another a one double A team that won it that went to the playoff. There was two different, two different titles. So I, I mean, maybe we could do something like that, but I just don't think automatic bids are 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 a good idea. I don't think they're good for the game because we get, remember the year that, uh, who was it? Um, Wake Forest won the ACC one year. Right. UConn won it like an eight with an eight and four record right. when the big East was a considered a, a major conference. We don't, we don't need that. If you're one of the eight best teams and then you get in, if not, well, that's then you don't thing. get in. So everybody's 18 plan says I have five group of or five power, five champions, a group of five champion, and then two at larges. That's pretty much everybody's, standard plan so what's going to happen there when you have a year where lsu alabama and auburn are all loaded and one of them gets left out because three loss usc gets in the tournament exactly you know and or or a nine and three memphis team gets into the tournament or ten and two navy gets into the tournament yeah yeah. and notre dame feels the brunt of that every year but that's notre dame when they've got in the playoff they've earned it i mean they they either you know what i mean but Notre Dame plays a there are there are most there are a lot of years where Notre Dame actually plays more Power Five games five more Power Five regular season opponents than a lot of the Power Five conference winners because they play so many MAC schools and one AA schools and all those other kind of things where Notre Dame plays at least ten Power Five teams almost on a on a yearly basis that doesn't happen at Alabama they'll play ten you know Clemson right. will play ten uh, so so that's a different argument whereas Navy may play one. UCF may play one. Sometimes they don't play any. So it's a completely different argument. But, you know, there's years Navy would have got in uh, having got blitzed by Notre Dame in the regular season. Right. You know, but they were the best group of five team. So I, I think that needs to be out of the conversation. I just don't think if we're if our if the goal is and this is what they say, right? The goal is to expand the playoff. Why? What's the argument for it? They say because, you know, there's just. When you look at the teams like Georgia got left out, you know, Kirk Herbstreit was on that kick that one year when a two-loss Georgia team was one of the best teams. Oh, it's one of the best rosters. Based on what? Recruiting rankings? They lost two games. They got blasted by LSU. They should have been in the playoff, but that's the argument, right? 
So if we're going to go with the argument of, well, more than four teams deserve a shot, then why are we giving automatic bids? Why is a group of five team? They're not they're not deserving of it unless they, you know, it, it, just because they're the best group of five team. If they're one of the eight best, put them in. I would have loved to see Cincinnati. And I think Cincinnati vindicated themselves by giving Georgia everything they can handle mm -hmm. in a bowl game. And there are some of those UCF teams could have probably given the number one seed or the number two seed a game for a while. For I, sure. I believe they had some of those teams under Scott Frost. But if they're one of the eight best and give them a, a, give them that shot, but we, the, the whole notion of you're going to get six of those eight spots are going to be locked up just because you won your league when there's really, to me, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think that's going to hurt the game too because what's your incentive at that point in time for doing anything out of your conference? I mean, right. Th right. There's none. Right. And ex expansion – and here's the other thing, and this is the other the, – the call for expansion, in my opinion, is born out of the fact that we're dealing with a three-team sport right now. Mm -hmm. You know, going to eight people, – some people like to make the argument, well, if you go to eight, more kids will go to the playoff in Alabama. It will change Alabama. It will change Clemson. It's not going to change Ohio State and Columbus, Brian. It's not going to no. change the fact that Ohio State is just dominated in this part of the country for a long time. and and. You know, I, I made this point after the playoff last year where st statistically speaking over the last, I think it's three or four years, Notre Dame has the fourth in college football. So what, what we're doing is we're throwing a dart at that fourth team. We're throwing mm -hmm. it at Notre Dame or Oklahoma every other year. You could make a right. case. Like when I do my preseason projections for next year, mm -hmm. what's it going to say? Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And I'll probably throw the dart at Oklahoma this time because mm -hmm. of what they got coming back on offense. So does an eight-team playoff change that? No. Not, not in my opinion. Because Alabama three... gets one more warm-up game before the, the right. semifinal. And uh, yeah, to, that's that's a great point, Bill, because it, we haven't even seen all four of the playoff teams be competitive. I mean, go back right. to, to Florida State in 2014. The only reason they got in is because they, they played a terrible schedule that year. And they dominated, and when the right. ACC was really weak, they, they, everybody knew they weren't a great team that year. Notre Dame almost beat them. Notre Dame fell apart late in the year, and then Oregon embarrassed them. Twenty fifteen, right. Michigan State gets in. They get shut out thirty eight nothing. Two hundred two thousand sixteen, Washington gets in. Their defense held their own, but their offense. I mean, they didn't just belong on that field. Right. And so we've we've seen Notre Dame's been in twice and hasn't been competitive in either game. Well, Ohio I thought, State got in one year and got beat 31 to me, Notre Dame belonged in the playoff last year. They just got caught in a first, you know, when they were able to yeah. play their game for a minute, it was okay. But they got caught I, in that first quarter I, storm. That I Ohio think Notre State Dame belonged both times. And Notre Dame was more competitive in 2018. Right. My point is, is that there's really only been two to three teams on a yearly basis that are actual title contenders. I'm Perfect. not contending that Notre Dame didn't deserve to be in the playoff. I don't think – I think Michigan State deserved to be in the playoff under the current rules. Florida State deserved to be in the playoff under the current rules, but they weren't going to win the title that year in 2014. They were a mess. They just were way more talented than everybody else. That's that's where – I mean, 2017 Clemson, anyone that watched that team knew they weren't going to win the title that year. That was not the same Clemson team that won the title the year before without Desha you know, Deshaun Watson. They lost a lot of players. They were just dominating and beating up in, you know, the ACC – and honestly, that was a team that lost to four and eight Syracuse. They weren't going to win it that year. There's been right. two to three teams at most. I think the only year that I felt, well, and, and the interesting thing is 2017 is the year, the closest year you could, if you're a believer in Clemson, 
which I wasn't, that would be the one year where I felt like maybe there were four teams that had a chance to win because I thought that Oklahoma team in 2017 could have would have beat Alabama. I truly believe that. That was Alabama, to me, worst title team. That was one of the right. best coaching jobs that Nick Saban did that year with that team because they were very young in a lot of spots, and they kind of caught a break by playing another SEC team that does the same stuff they do <laughs> in the title right. game. And right. you know, to me, that Oklahoma team would have, I think, would have beat Alabama. I know it's a little bit of a controversial take, but that was a really good Oklahoma team. No, they now, were, they, the, I was saw them beat Ohio State that year. Yeah, and, convincingly and were, in Columbus, and that doesn't happen often, mm -mm. as you know. That does, right. You don't. Right. How many teams are going there? So, I guess the big question is for college football: is at what point do they give in to that eight-team outcry? They will eventually. Mm -hmm. The school presidents will. My plan, I realize, isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm but that's how I would do it because I just believe in this. I do. Some people get upset with this idea of the sanctity of the regular season, but that's why mm -hmm. college football is what it is. It's not the NFL. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a Packers fan. The Packers can lose to the lions in week three. It's cool. You know, they're right. going to do their thing in December. Um, you want all of those games to matter. You want right. them. And can you imagine we get in a scenario where, and it's been close a few years. Like Alabama, it's like you could sit some starters for that game and yes. lose one, probably still get 100%. in. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that would that would start happening. People wouldn't like that. And mm -hmm. um, you're going to get three lost teams into the playoff as well. That would have happened at least twice so far. That a three lost team would have been in the college right. football playoff. And that's the, and that's my two rule, like my two absolute rules for the playoff at this point are. I, well, three, be from a Power 5 conference or Notre Dame, mm -hmm. go undefeated, and don't lose twice. Two-loss team hasn't made the playoff. And, and that's because the college football regular season matters. And that, I like that right. it matters. And I like that there's a penalty. Like Herb Street, like you said, Herb Street and others will always say in November, we'll sit here and say, well, you know, Georgia's hot or mm -hmm. Oklahoma's hot. Well, don't right. lose twice. Hey, and that's you, know, you know the perfect example? The 2016 USC team could have played with anybody in November and in the postseason. Correct. Anybody. They were they lost Correct. three games. They got blown out by Bama. They Correct. they got beat by Stanford and Utah, and then you know made a quarterback switch. But that that's September matters, and that's the thing that frustrates right. me with ESPN a lot is it's like they just want to ignore the first half of the season. I mean, there were literally people in 2018 saying that Michigan with one loss to Notre Dame should have been in the college football playoff over Notre Dame. Right. And undefeated. Now, if Notre Dame would have lost a game and their records would have been identical, then you take the the the, the overall resume into consideration. And I understand that. But that's just some of the absurdity we get with this. I think one of the worst proposals I've seen is the 16 playoff. And then the two top two seeds get a bye week. Because the, the whole frustration is people are frustrated that, that the top two or three teams are dominating. Now you're going to give them a buy, and sure. and make the the other teams kind of beat each other up a week before while they sit at home scouting. I mean, that to me would be a a, a terrible right. a terrible one, especially I, if they I do totally conference tie-ins with that. That needs to just be completely eliminated. Sure. Bill, I want to share my proposal. Well, let's actually I'm, first before no. we get to yours, let's look at this is what the playoffs would have looked like under your proposal. It, this is this so we'll okay. we'll start with with 2014. This is what the 18 playoffs would have looked like to kind of back up our point. So this is the 2014 season, the 2015 playoff. We get a so, TCU Baylor rematch. On that's the right. Field. That's right. That? And in a lot of these bill, we end up getting conference title games. And that's a question that I wanted to ask you before we move on to my proposal. This is 2015. 
get over to that. 2015 would have been Clemson-Notre Dame rematch. That would have been interesting. Is that the bring your own guts year? So we that is. That match? is the year they won in the monsoon. Now, I would have loved to have seen game two, Alabama versus Christian McCaffrey Stanford team. That Stanford team was playing really – Alabama would have beat them. That would have been a fun game to watch, Oklahoma, Ohio State. And then there we go, Big Ten title game. Still happens that year. They but now it happens yeah. in the in the playoff. Yeah, we, so did, we get that same moment. We're good. Right. 2016. Yeah. These are exciting games. Alabama, Ohio, Colorado, Ohio State, Penn State rematch. Remember, that was the year that Penn State beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten championship, but because Michigan beat them by 39 in the regular season, they didn't make the playoff. Clemson versus Wisconsin in a really sexy Washington versus Michigan game. There <laughs> well, that Michigan the game, you get that instead of Michigan losing to Florida State. There, in the there, yeah. there you go. You can settle for that one. 2017, Colorado, this would have been huh? it. Yep. This would have been it. Yeah, that was the year that under uh, – I forget his name, the guy that came from San Jose State. They lost the Pac-12 title game that year. They were a 10-win team. They lost the Pac-12 McIntyre. title game to Mike Washington. McIntyre, yeah. We can watch Alabama beat Colorado by 50. That's fine. Uh, that would have, I mean, who wants to see that? I mean, that, that's who wants yeah. to see that? Uh, 2017, we did Clemson-Ohio State would have been a big-name rivalry. I don't know if Ohio State would have had much of a shot that game. Auburn-Miami – that was a, a very mediocre Miami team, although they right. didn't look like that when they played Notre Dame. Oklahoma, Georgia, that would have been a rematch. Or we we was we saw that game. Uh, that's the game right. that. Um, and now again, these rankings are based on pre-conference championship games. Right. So obviously, uh, Georgia beat Auburn, which knocked Auburn below Alabama when we actually got to the college football playoff in 2017. But this is before the SEC title game, so that's why Alabama's five against and that Wisconsin. game. And the game matters. That's Auburn right. Beating Georgia matters. That's a big. That's step. right. And then uh, 2018. Oh, right. Because now, to your point, this is what I like about this bill because Auburn handles its business in the regular season, and because there's a conference title game, they have to do a rematch. Well, not many teams are going to win rematches as Notre Dame fans found out this year with with Clemson. So right. now nobody's really talking as much about the November seven win because now they have to do a rematch in the ACC title game, and that's another reason that I. Like I kind of like your idea. It's not going to happen, but I'd like your idea of no college, of no uh, SEC title game or conference title game. Yeah. 2008 playoff. This would have been. I this would have been to me one of the best. This is one of the few years where I thought this would create a lot of good matchups. These uh, rating, ratings on this playoff are off the charts. They would have been it's phenomenal. Off the charts. Three of those games would have been some of the most watched games we'd ever seen. Notre Dame, Ohio State in a playoff game, Alabama, UCF, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Clemson and Michigan still would have got a lot of play because, I mean, I, have those teams ever played each other? be a good question to find out. No, well, and here's the thing, too. So go back to that one real quick. Mm-hmm. This is the year that Ohio State just stomped Michigan, right? Crushed them. Meyer, crushed mm-hmm. them in Columbus. Mm-hmm. But if you're Michigan, you get crushed in that game and at least you get you're able to get back up. Hey, they right. might have got crushed by Clemson too. Well, they lost to two of these teams. That that's right. my that's my issue with the expanded college football playoff. Michigan has already had their chance to stake their claim to be a title contender, and they got beat by Notre Dame, and they got crushed like by Ohio State. Notre Dame in the opener, they that's got right. bookend road losses, but they still yeah. get in. And they're but then you can okay, so maybe if we're doing this by a computer or a committee, they can push somebody around. But I think. Right. It sticks to me because then you get Clemson in that matchup. You get Alabama and UCF. They need to schedule each other anyway. Yes. And then that it, would have been a great playoff. 
One of the and few this, that I've actually liked. Most of these I just Kyler, don't like. Most right? these huh? This is Kyler versus Georgia. That's fun. Oh, yeah, right? 2018. Yeah, because then then um, it would have been Kyler versus uh, uh, Jake Fromm, rematch of the year before. You know, which because again, we had Georgia, Oklahoma the year before, which actually happened, and then you get another Georgia, Oklahoma. So Kyler against, uh, you know, against, um, I keep thinking Kyler played for Georgia, but against Jake Fromm rematch, sophomore Jake Fromm. That would have been a great, this would have been a good one. This one, not so much. No, (laughs) this would have been ugly. (laughs) LSU would have crushed Baylor. And, And this is what you get when you go to eight. There's the occasional year where there's some good teams, but, but, Ohio State, Wisconsin's the de facto Big Ten title game. And it's a rematch of a game that Ohio State crushed Wisconsin in the regular season in the rain. LSU Baylor blowout. Clemson, Oklahoma would not have been competitive. Just it would have looked a little bit like the LSU Oklahoma game that year. And who wanted but, to watch who wants to watch Georgia does, Utah? It does give George like most people that year felt like Georgia was better than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. At least this. Right. Validates that on some mm-hmm. level. You get mm-hmm. Georgia, they get to get in, and they, but they did get stomped by LSU too. I mean, this one right. was some years, and it's to your point where there's only two or three teams. I mean, this was a year where there were only three teams capable. Well, right. and, and Alabama's down, but the two injury knocked them out. There were only three teams capable. Right. But you know what? Here's my thing with Georgia. This is, this was the argument that I made. Everybody talked about, you know, Georgia was, should have got in. They were better in Oklahoma. Well, then don't lose at home to South Carolina. Right. Right. That was South Carolina went what, four and eight. What, what, that was your 40th birthday. I don't remember much of that game is what I'm trying to tell you. Because <laughs> I turned well, let's, I took, let's, took a rare Saturday off and they let me turn 40. And I don't I, – I vaguely remember them losing. Well, well, it, they lost at home to a 4-8 and eight South Carolina team. Right. right. That, that's the whole point. Don't, don't lose at home to – and then you got blasted by LSU. You had your chance on the field for 12 weeks to prove it, and you didn't get it done. So that that's the thing, and I'm not going to do this year, Bill, because this year was just way too screwy. Just with some right, teams playing can, six, seven, eight games, right, it just right, it, it right. wouldn't have mattered. But that gives us a good idea of what it was. Let me ask you this one question, Bill. I have two questions about that to, about your proposal before we move on to mine. Number one is: Would you be more open to a conference title game if they got rid of one regular season? So remember, we used to only play eleven regular season games. Right. If they dropped a regular season game. So let's say every conference dropped one regular season game. So maybe they still – the teams that played nine would drop just, to eight. I don't care what your question is. Let's just do that. Okay. So you'd be Drop, okay going 11 regular season 11. plus the conference title game? Look, that's fine. Okay. Um, now here's the other question is how does that impact – see, I think – you made the point that we used – this is how the Big Ten used to decide their winners. They, you, you, right. but, but back then you played everybody. You know, for a long time, the Big Ten, you could you could feel good about the winner of the Big Ten because everybody had to play everybody. Right. With it, the conferences being 12 to 14 teams, do you think that makes it a little bit tougher to really have a legitimate uh, de- right. decider of who the best team is? Because no, well, not everybody plays everybody. Right. And for those of us, you and I, I don't know if your listeners know, I, I grew up in Ohio. I'm a Central Ohio mm-hmm. Catholic school kid. So... I, I have these daydreams about Notre Dame joining the Big Ten, which will never happen. But the- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Problem with the Big Ten, as Notre Dame fans would be quick to point out, why would we join a conference to join the Big Ten West? Mm-hmm. You know, why would you come in right. a conference and play Wisconsin and Nebraska and that? So, yeah, I think the the flow in my plan is just that, right? Mm-hmm. That you want a true conference champion. You want can I don't even know, but it speaks to a larger point that Ohio State we don't get we don't learn anything watching them play Rutgers in Maryland every year, right. but. Uh, Every conference would have that problem. So, yeah, you're so far, and I think you're selling me your plan. So far, we're good. I'm good with 11. I'm good with your mm-hmm. conference championship. So, we're legitimate there. So, what's next? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. So for me, here's here's my proposal. I've tried to think of how, do, how can you create an expanded playoff without expanding the actual playoff? What I mean is, how can you create a scenario in which more teams have a postseason opportunity to to make a, a run at a championship, while also maintaining the what, the uniqueness of the college football regular season? Because I think we can both agree that there is not a regular season like college football. There isn't. You can go nine and no. seven and still make it to the Super Bowl in the NFL. You could be an eleven seed like UCLA and make a run and get to the Final Four. You know, it, it it's just. Nobody, people don't care as much about the regular season in basketball anymore, because you a you have the conference championship tournament, and then you have the sixty four is now a sixty eight team tournament. So, I think that's what makes college football unique and special. And I don't want to cheapen that. That's my big thing. And I don't think that creates more parity. I think it creates less because now you have years like twenty nineteen, where Alabama may still get in with two losses because they're Alabama and then they get hot and they still win the title. So here's the, here's my proposal. You go, you go back, you take your five major bowls. Okay. So I'm all due respect to the peach bowl. You're not a major bowl. Okay. That's a creative major bowl for the playoff. What are the five major bowls? You go to the Rose bowl. Okay. The Rose bowl, the orange bowl, Mm -hmm. the cotton bowl, the fiesta bowl and the sugar bowl. Okay. The five power five winners all get a birth to that. So the one cha- big change I would make 
So the the ACC still goes to the Orange Bowl. This the the uh, SEC team still gets the sugar. The Big Ten winner now goes to the mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl. So the Big Ten winner gets the Cotton Bowl. The Big Twelve winner gets the Fiesta Bowl. And you could change this around. I'm not locked into the the actual tie-ins. And then who did I leave out? So I had uh, oh, and the Pac-12 oh, goes to the Rose Bowl. Okay. So then you have those five teams get the berth to your your bowl game. So it's it's going back to the days when. You grew up in Ohio. I grew up in Ohio. I'm a Northwest Ohio guy. Even though I was a Notre Dame fan, I watched Ohio State, Michigan every year. And I remember all the years where the winner has a rose in their mouth or the ACC team has, you know, the Sugar Bowl and they have the oranges or the Orange Bowl. They have the oranges and all that. When your goal was to play for the Rose Bowl, you get to the Rose Bowl. And and I think go bring us back to that where right. you win your league, you play in you play in the Rose Bowl. Okay. You play in the Orange Bowl, the, the Sugar Bowl. So you have those teams lock in their their bursts. After that, the committee takes the next five highest ranked teams in the poll, and you you put them in. So you you take the the highest team, the ranked team would then, uh, you so you know the number one team would take the you know ten or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You'd have some kind of tie. And the only exception to that would be, I would want to avoid conference opponents as much as possible in that mm-hmm. first round. So like if Florida's nine and Ohio, you know, and Wisconsin's 10, you don't have Wisconsin play Ohio state again. You don't have Florida play Alabama again and whatever the case may be. Right. So that, that would be my proposal. And, and then you play the playoff games or you play the bowl games. And then from that, you take your four. So you get back to saying, okay, so, so, you know, big 10 team, you're playing for the Rose or the, 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 uh, the cotton bowl pack 12 team you're paying you're playing for so what i think you do there and there's no group of five tie-in if you are one of the better teams then you get your shot in now you get your shot in a bowl game as an at-large so there's five conference winners and then five at-large teams and i'm going to pull it up here to kind of show what that would look like and then that's when you then go and say from that you pick your winners you pick your four teams now some people say, well, that adds too many games. Well, it doesn't add any more games for anybody compared to what they would already do with an 18 playoff. Right. Right. Because they're still going to add those extra games. I'm not yeah. opposed to getting rid of the conference title games in this scenario because I think that those number two or number three teams would still have a shot. If if you're good enough to be in the conference title game and you, you now actually get your shot in the in in the as an at-large team, you know, so so, for example, uh, you know, Auburn and Georgia in 2000, what was it, 2017 played each other. Alabama's right. on the outside. Well, now Alabama and Georgia still get their shot, and they don't have to knock each other off now. They right. can now get their shot at some point in time down the road. Per- perhaps now you could get, you know, the, the, the risk is there's years where maybe you could get two or three SEC teams right. in there. But you know what? Big 12, Big 10, ACC, get better if you don't want right. this to happen. So that's my proposal. And then, so you, you again, bowl tie-ins, at-large teams, and then after those games, you pick your four. Because the way I look at it, Bill, is now if you're a seven seed, you've got your shot against the four seed, and then you're, you're hoping. And here's why I think it would be good for college football. You still have the sanctity of the regular season is still protected. If anything, you enhance it a little bit because now these kids are playing for something other than the playoff. So if yeah. you're Ohio State, who cares about the Rose Bowl anymore? No, nobody does. No, correct. You know, it, it's so it's just all about the playoff. The other thing you do is you start to make bowls matter again. 
at least the bigger bowls. Because right mm-hmm. now, if it's not a bowl tie, if it's not tied into the playoff, nobody cares except those fan bases. But here's here's my proposal, and I, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to show mine uh, now. So here's here's my proposal. This would be 2014, and some of these matchups are not sexy, right? Alabama, Arizona, mm-hmm. who cares? But what was the big debate in 2014? Ohio State versus TCU. Correct. Well, now TCU gets their crack in the Cotton Bowl. They get their shot. You know, Florida State has to prove themselves against Michigan State. Well, maybe they don't look as good. Maybe Baylor looks great and TCU smacks Ohio State. And all of a sudden, Florida State, you know, wins 17 to 14 over Michigan State. And all of a sudden, you have some, you have all this jockeying around. Then you go to 2015. This would have been a very interesting one. So we still have the same Rose Bowl that we had that year, Iowa and Stanford. So now Stanford gets their shot to, to, to prove themselves in. Alabama, Florida State, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan State versus Notre Dame. So if you're number five, Iowa, number six, Stanford, if you're number seven, even Ohio State, number seven, Ohio State that year has a shot to move from seven well, to four. And something I do like about this is, okay, now now we all remember that Rose Bowl where Stanford just annihilated mm-hmm. Iowa in this game. Mm-hmm. It's different if I was playing for something. I don't care what anybody right. says. It is. It's like it, just, it, it is. is. And, and Michigan State, Notre Dame, that's a different game. You know, you get to see some cool matchups like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember this North Carolina team. What am I missing? With that, that was the team with Marquise Williams. Oh, really yeah. High, 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 really high explosive team. And they, they would not have been competitive against Clemson. And, and they might not have been in it, uh, you know, because they. I think that's the year they lost to – Clemson in well, the was, ACC Yeah, game. I think Clemson hammered them in the ACC championship mm-hmm. game, right? So that was uh, like, it was somewhat competitive for a while, but yeah, right. it, that was okay. when Clemson was making their first run. In 2016, this is what it would have looked like. So Washington makes made the playoff that year. Well, now they'd have to earn it, right? And we said we said earlier at in o in o six in 2016, I I would contend that that USC team, the way that they were playing, could have played yeah. with anybody. I mean, that was the year that Sam Darnold took over, and by the end of the year, they were just they were looking Here's great. Well, I, now they get their chance. Yeah. Here's what I like about this year. Number one is I remember the end of your debate here was that Michigan team that lost on the spot versus Washington. A lot mm-hmm. of Michigan fans felt like they were better than that Washington team. I'm of that opinion as well. You mean Ohio uh, State? They were better than Ohio State that year? Well, they were better than Washington. Oh, they yes, won. yes, yes. I got you. Yeah, I thought yes. they would have beat that Washington team. No 100%. question. Um, now they get their shot. Now they get a legit shot and the Rose Bowl, right. no less. That right. USC-Ohio State game's fun. Penn State gets in, too, which I like. Right. Because Penn State, remember, they uh, that was a fun team that lost to USC. That was one of the better Rose Bowls. So. And that was a Penn State team. Now, here's the other thing I like about the regular – so, so the regular season still matters, but at the same time – some of those teams that maybe had an early season injury or you know something right. happened that was unique, now you have a chance to kind of say, okay, well, they can play with anybody. Okay, go prove it. Well, you think Georgia can go can do it? So we'll go to – Back real quick. So I'll give you – I'm going to try to go back to that last one, the, the mm-hmm. 16 one. The, mm-hmm. Here's where you can run into a problem, though. So let's say we look at this, and we're taking four teams at the end, Mm-hmm. Right. So we're taking the four teams after these. What if Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan win, Clemson, and Alabama? So we have to leave out one of those Big Ten teams. And remember, they all round robined each other. Yeah. So it yeah. Was, but then again, one of the things that I've always liked about college football, and it still matters, the 
perception is reality. So then we right. actually have to watch these games and kind of Michigan goes out and crushes Washington. Penn State wins by a field goal. Ohio State struggles. But when, what do we do? And right. I think so, that's well, something. What's the head-to-head with Michigan and Penn State? Well, Michigan beat Penn State by 39. But right. here's the thing that I'm going to say, Bill, and, and we'll see even more of this as I cycle through. If you're a if you're a Penn State fan and you handle your business against Oklahoma, you're now going to watch before and after all the other of these games. Right. right. And, and that, you talk about making money. You've got all these fan bases now that are caring a lot more about that. Teams that love to hate Clemson or love to hate Ohio State or love to hate Notre Dame now have games that they can watch, you know, and there's something on the line. This is the 2017 year. This would have been, a to me, a, an interesting year as well. I would have liked to seen some of these teams play. You know, that Auburn team, people say, was a, that was a pretty good Auburn team. You know, they got beat by Georgia in a rematch. 2018, this would have been another interesting year for me. That yeah, five and six Georgia game, Ohio, Georgia-Ohio State game, where everybody yeah. thought – Oklahoma versus Florida, that would have been an interesting game. But now Georgia and Ohio State. So, Georgia, if you think you're good enough to get in with two losses, go handle your business against Ohio State. And if Notre Dame gets knocked off by Washington, and all of a sudden you're into the college football playoff. I like you know, Or if UF, UCF yeah. upsets Clemson, you know, you, you got your shot to jump in there. Well, and you're selling me just off the fact of, you know, Oklahoma, Florida last year in the Sugar Bowl. I, I could have went to bed during. And it, was oh, yeah. it didn't matter. I mean, right. uh, Trask was throwing to his second string. Oklahoma had run that up now for watching them in a Fiesta Bowl, and this is going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Michigan that, team did – are we – but to your point, we Michigan team loses to Notre Dame and Ohio mm-hmm. State, and they get rewarded with Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> now you get your fair. shot to prove that, hey, you just That's had fair. a bad day against, against Ohio right. State. You know, and, and look, some of these matchups are going to be, be bad, but, uh, you know – I, I like this bill. I, I think that this really helps it. And I, I could not for the life of me get my, my uh, 2019 one to pull up that, that had some interesting ones as well. Um, but to me, w- when I look at this, I just feel like my big fear as someone who loves and covers college football is I worry that we're going to, with this expansion, that's basically going to be about money. And we can agree that most of the things the NCAA does is just based on what can generate in their opinion, the most revenue. And they're not exactly economists. They're looking at, well, this works. Let's just keep doing that as opposed to, well, is there a better way? Yeah. We're making a hundred, you know, 5 billion on this, but maybe if we did it a different way, we can make eight. Uh, But it's, it's, I think it's going to really take away from what makes the regular season unique. And I, and I think that, you and I grew up in an era where we would get all these cross-country games that would happen. Ohio State used to travel. Notre Dame, Miami, you know, growing up when there were more independent teams, you saw teams play all over the place. And if, if you go to these conference tie-ins and these eight-game, you know, these eight-team playoffs, then there's even less reason for you to – because now it's like, hey, look, if you're Michigan, why would you ever schedule anyone tough out of conference? Just win against the rest of your games, and if Ohio State kills you, you're still in the top eight. You're still in the playoff. Right. You know, right. if you're Georgia, what's the? Why would you ever play Notre Dame in the or Clemson in the regular season if you're Georgia? Well, look, we we, we got to protect ourselves because if we lose the to Alabama, then we're still okay. We can still get in. Right. We're, we're, we we don't have to get that because right now it's if we're going to lose to Bama. We need to have a tough enough reg conf, reg, you know, non-conference right. to where we can get in with a loss. 
Now it's like, no, we're fine. As long as we get the SEC title. Because that's the way it is, right? I mean, we can agree that if you get to the SEC right. title game, you're going to be in an 18 playoff right now. Right. And right? I think you, one of the two teams. Right. And we still want you, – you've said something a couple times on this that has to still matter. September still has to matter, right? So right. we have to watch those September games. And I think one of the prisoner of the moment things with college football is they they get to the point where they're like, well – you know, this team's hot in November. Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. that why do you schedule those big games in September then? You know, what's right. the point I'm excited about? Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm i trying to think of like, well, you know, Wisconsin versus Notre Dame, for example. Mm-hmm. I, I forget which one got canceled. They were supposed to go to Lambeau. Or, it was the Lambeau game. Year, got I don't canceled. remember. Yeah, but, it's uh, going to be Chicago this year. It was, it was Lambeau last right. year. So which I'm not yeah, happy I mean, about, by the way. I know I'm the Packers fan, man. So I, I, I wanted to watch Notre Dame and Wisconsin play. I don't care, you know. I'm not. That's on my bucket. That was on my bucket play, list. But that's a yeah. that's a great game to watch. So yeah. you want those to matter. And like you said, we grew up in this era where, you know, I, I have a ten year old son. You try to explain to him, well, there was a split national title that year between Georgia Tech and Washington, mm-hmm. and he's just looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" So, mm-hmm. um, but but we want to preserve that regular season, and I think we don't want to water it down. I mean, one of the right. things. I was wrong about. I didn't like the NFL's playoff expansion, but then I kind of watched Wild Card Weekend. I kind of liked it. But mm-hmm. long term, you're thinking, you know, as a Packers fan, of course, I want them to have that first round buy. So two got teams having a buy works. So that 16 mm-hmm. plan works in the NFL doesn't work in college. Right. And I just think the 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 number nine team, as we've seen in the NFL, the number nine or ten team that gets in the playoff can, the, to me, the the talent disparity between the number one and the number ten in the NFL is much, 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 much closer than it is in college football. And I think that's always been true. I don't know if we can, at least not in my lifetime, where we could ever looked at the number eight or nine team in the country and said, yeah, that team could go out and beat so and so. You know, I mean, two thousand five is anybody that's not in the top four is anyone other than maybe Ohio State maybe Notre Dame, maybe Penn State that year, beating Texas or USC. Maybe. Maybe. You know? Maybe. I mean, right. Ohio State gave Texas a game that year, and Penn State beat Ohio State, and you know Notre Dame gave USC a game. But it stops at five, and, and occasionally six. And, right. and I don't even know if some of those teams are good enough to then, you know, maybe you knock a team off in round one, but then you're getting beaten round two. Are those teams, but that that's fine because that still shakes things up enough to where it's worth it to expand it to a degree, but not to an expand it in a way in which we had we cheapen the regular season and then the bowl games even more. Well, and I and, and that's with, my fear. I fight with Mike DeCourcy, our college basketball writer, about this all the time. And he, for my money, Mike is the best college basketball writer in the country. He's been doing it for you know, he's been at 31 final fours, but when we argue about this 18 thing and there's a couple of those on sporting news, his is very cookie cutter five, you know, the, what we're talking about. I kind of look at it different because I don't think basketball, you can't compare the NCAA basketball tournament to the college football play. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. There's the eight teams and yeah, a team goes on a run, but Gonzaga to me was the best team. And then they, mm-hmm. they get to the championship game, they get blasted. So it, well, Baylor was pretty darn good too, but um, football more often than not college football for all this arguing we do back and forth and all the things we do more often than not, they get the best teams in the championship right. game and they right. found a way to do that in the 14 playoff. I mean, there's been surprises, but the last two years in particular, you and I were texting through it a couple of them. 
Nobody was beating Alabama, man. Mm-mm. Nobody was beating LSU the year before the way Joe Burrow was playing in that offense either. So, you know, we just got to protect that without – the biggest fear of me to eight is then they'll start wanting more to 12, and then two, that it'll just water down a product that I enjoy a lot. Right. Hey. That's my big thing is is you're going to cheapen the regular season. And, and this notion of comparing the NCAA tournament, somebody had a graphic up where if you actually go back and look at the last you know, 10, 12 years, the same number of teams that won the NCAA tournament have won the college football tournament. I mean, it's still like six or seven teams. And the other aspect of it is basketball and football are completely different sports. Basketball is a sport. I, I'll tell you an example, and this is what I – I had a parent of a five-star football recruit one time ask me why his son doesn't get the same level of national exposure as a five-star basketball recruit. And I said, well, there's a lot of reasons, but the primary one is that basketball recruit could go to Oregon State and all of a sudden Oregon State's an NCAA tournament team. Your son could go to Oregon State and they're still going to suck. Basketball is just a different animal. and It's more of a team sport from the standpoint of also that you, know, you can have a team like Loyola Chicago that's a very experienced team. They play a bunch of young teams. The, the dynamics are different. You know, Alabama's not loaded with a bunch of freshmen, really talented right. five-star freshmen that are starting. They're still, every year, a very veteran team. It's just such a different dynamic that it's just kind of pointless. And it's it's to me, it's a cheap – it's a cheap – it's trying to make a cheap point. Oh, look, they expanded the tournament, and it's been better for the game. Has it? You know, if, if we if we just took the top 32 teams, how many teams outside the top 32? Because it didn't used to be 32, right? Right. How many teams outside the top 32 have actually won a title? The number is very small. Very right. small. I think UConn might have been. UConn and a Villanova, that might be R- it. Right. right. It's, it's very small. I mean, at the end of the day, but the other aspect of it too is you can play four basketball games in a week. You can't right. – I mean, it's it's a different sport. It's not, I just think that's a cheap point. I, I think there should ev- never ever be comparison. Well, basketball has a big tournament. Well, so does Division Three, right? But they play ten regular season games. So if you want to go down to you know you got look if you, Mount Union wants to win a national title, they got to win fifteen games, right? You it's have a completely to, different animal the though. More, the more they want to expand, the more they're going to have to lop off of the regular season for right. especially with the safety concerns. Not to mention that. Right. With everything else going on in college sports, these guys, you're going to hear a lot. I mean, we were when we live in a world where they were actually discussing trying to have two seasons in the same calendar year. Right. Which is insane. <laughs> not going to happen insane. with athletes that aren't getting paid and, and no. risking their NFL future. So, um, I so let me ask you, you you've mentioned player safety a couple times. That could mean a lot of different things. What are you referring to when you talk about player safety? The less number of games. Like I mm-hmm. don't understand why the NFL went to seventeen. Right. Well, you know, I don't. You understand, understand why? Well, I understand why, <laughs> but you can't sell that you're trying to make your product safer when you're going to play more games, right? And especially for college athletes, I there's a couple things I. They're they're kind of off the wall. I'm getting off track here a little mm-hmm. bit, but there shouldn't be more than 15 games in a season for a college football team. Agree. Now, I mean, I think 15's probably my cap. 15 is there's only be two teams that would play more than 15 in my scenario, and and the reason that the reason that I have a little different difference of opinion of this is because there is a break because okay. college football does get a break. So if you play your conference title game on December 5th you now have basically a month off until January 1 
when right. you know you, you'd because to me in my scenario all the games are played like you know january you know 31st and the first or something like that if you can get them all in on the first that's fine but you know maybe you split it over two days you get a month off you're going to be fresher you're going to be healed mm-hmm. guys are going to come back from injury so i don't think it has the same level of wear and tear that you would think if you just say 16 games because in the nfl you may get a w- bye week in week three and then you've got to play 16 right. straight games Fair. it's a little different animal plus a lot of the postseason is happening while kids aren't in school anymore. So more access to trainers, more access to, you know, you're not having, you're not walking across campus to go to class. I mean, it's a little different for me. So I don't think the extra game because of the timing of it changes it a whole lot. I also don't think it impacts their, their NFL because it only posts, it only pushes it. Look, if you're going to go to an 18 playoff, you're going to play the same number of games as you would if you did it the way that I want to do it. And I'm not opposed to lumping off a, a regular season game. Why Why does Alabama need to play, you know, Mercer? Oh, they, those games, they've got to go as part of both of our plans. Yeah, we don't need – 100%. Don't, as much as I love my Mac football, we don't need Kent at right. Ohio State. Uh, we don't need Michigan versus – We don't State. need as much of them. I can live with yeah. some of those games. So, like I've said it's before, like – They have to have a paycheck game or two. I get that. But yes. we don't need – I, there's so many games on a Saturday. Right. That I just well, and what I would play. do with the FCS games is you can you can only play you can only play an FCS team if one of two criteria is met. Number one, they're part of the, they're an in-state school, because the reality is that is a way to get money re- reallocated to some of the smaller schools in your in your 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 system, right? Because a lot of these these public schools are in part of a system. The other one is is you you want to schedule a team that finished in the top twenty five last year? Go for it. Right, that that yep. would be my thing because you're at least playing a decent right. team. You know, right. if if Kansas State wants to schedule North Dakota right. State, that's your funeral. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. we yeah. don't need Georgia playing Savannah. Wasn't it like Savannah State when they were on like an yeah, eight game losing this. streak or some right. absurd thing like that? We don't yeah, need that. Our fantasy writers and North, his parents went to North Dakota State, so mm-hmm. he's always saying everybody's ducking us, and I'm like, right, he's got a point because I mean, you you got to make sure that you're scheduling properly. But I think all of those things, your plan, I'm going to admit when we discussed this before we, I came on, we discussed this the other day. I wasn't, Oh, I wasn't about your plan, Brian. I was like, that's, that's not going to work, but you've explained it in great detail. And I'm, I'm sold on it. I, they, I don't think they'll do it. Like they won't do mine, but, but I'm sold on it. It's better. I think it's better than some of these cookie cutter. Yeah plans that people are going to end up hating i think just jumping to an 18 playoff is lazy and it's going to crush the game and, and look there's there, the ncaa and, and espn and all that they're already pushing for things that are hurting the game you know right. the transfer rule i mean there's so many things that they're that they're advocating for to just say well let's just do this when you're not really taking into consideration the overall impact that this is going to have on the game you know, and to say, you know, so maybe maybe we can get you on one of these days to have a conversation about the transfer rule. That might be an interesting one because I have a very strong take on that. But Absolutely. to me, it's just, you, it's amazing to me that people that profit so much off of this game make so many decisions to that hurt this game. And, and ESPN being, the, the, the to me, the biggest driver of that, because they look at it and think an extra week of playoff games. Think of the money we're going to make. Well, now nobody cares about your September games that you're airing. Now nobody cares about the conference title game that you're playing, other than the fan bases of those two teams. You know, I mean, do you think the number 10 teams thinking, ooh, gee, I hope that, you know, 
Wisconsin loses to Ohio State, so we can jump up to number eight and get killed by Alabama in the first round or get killed by Clemson in the first round. I mean, it's just, it's not going to do it. Now, all of a sudden, that, you know, that Purdue Ohio State game doesn't matter. That, you know, that, you know, Notre Dame losing to, you know, losing a game to Georgia in a regular season. You know, Notre Dame's in a win now mode the rest of the year. They have to win now in 2017. And right. that to me is what makes the, the the college football exciting. And I'm just afraid that they're going to make decisions that are going to ruin that. If you want to expand it, fine, expand it, but you just got to be smart about doing it the right way. In this way, now there's, you know, instead of four games in the first round that, that have an impact. I mean, I think in all those scenarios in which we showed, Bill, where we, we talked about the bowl games. I don't think there was maybe but one or two bowl games that don't have some level of impact where this game doesn't matter. They all five have some level of impact. Even if it's a one versus a 10, you're Mm -hmm. still watching that crossing your fingers thinking, you know, because a number 10 team, depending on who it is, you know, maybe good enough to upset an Alabama or a Clemson. Maybe, you know, maybe, or at least play well enough to the number four team. So if you're the number five seed and you blow out your the number eight team, but the number nine team gives the number four team a game and wins by a field goal, maybe that's enough for you to jump you up to number four. So right. you're going to watch that game. I just think it'd be a lot of fun. And, that, and that's the big thing is what, what can we do to make keep college football fun? Because this is a game that you and I both love. So when do you think this is going to happen, Bill? Do you think this is going to happen in the next two, three years, or do you think they're going to push it back a little bit further? I know, I mean, I know there's yeah. contractual stuff. They can get out of that. They they can, and I think when they do, that'll be something that that I 2026 is like that year that everybody points to because they're going to need to do it logistically and plan for it. And every time I talk to Bill Hancock, who is an awesome guy, I love mm-hmm. talking to Bill. He has great insight and he just, he's kind of like of me as like, as of four is good. I mean, how can you complain mm-hmm. about undefeated LSU versus undefeated Clemson or undefeated Alabama right. versus undefeated Ohio state? I mean, other than Ohio state had to play a weird schedule because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. How, how, you know, if it's next year and it's the two best teams and in, I mean, we're just, you're just looking for, I, you use the word lazy. I think that's a perfect description of what we're trying to do by pushing it to eight. If you're going to do it, do it right. Leave it, make it absolutely bulletproof. So we don't have to talk about going to 12 or 16. Mm-hmm. Cause then college football won't be what, what we want it to be. No, no. I, I yeah, that, that may lead us to another conversation of uh, right. last thing for me. Uh, uh, what I would also do is if I'm, if I, if you want to expand it even more, I, if I was football King for a day, I'm getting rid of you can't have more than 10 teams in a conference. We're bringing back the Southwest Conference. We're bringing back the Big East. <laughs> you know, right. we're, we're, we're kicking Nebraska back to the Big Eight where they belong. And and uh, we're, we're going to make some changes. I think that'd be even more fun. And then well, you can do more conference tie-ins. You know, you could have, you know, Southwest versus Big Eight in the in the – in a bowl well, game. And then my other, and I don't want, again, I don't want to get too far off track, but I, I almost go the other way. I said, if we accept the fact that the power five and the group of five are different entities, that the mm-hmm. group of five is never going to play for national, there's not a group of five. I still don't think there's a group of five team that would have won a national championship. So let's just do 64 teams as the power five, and you split them up and do four super conferences. So, are you kicking Notre Dame out? No, I'm keeping Notre Dame. Wouldn't Notre Dame be part of the, Isn't it 64 plus Notre Dame? It's, it's 64 plus Notre Dame and BYU, basically. Okay. So, we've got so, 66. Yeah. So, I've got to find two schools to kick out. 
I can think of a couple and, and currently in the Big Ten. Yeah, I've got two in mind. <laughs> but but then we have to make it four super conferences mm-hmm. and move some teams around and do what you need to do. And then but again, that's not perfect because like you said, you're gonna have teams not play each other. Well, let me let me kick this to you. If you're gonna go with basically you know, set say sixty-four teams. We'll kick. We'll we'll go sixty-four. We'll kick a couple teams out. Sixty-four. My math isn't great, but eight times eight sixty-four divided by eight is eight, right? Mm-hmm. And they won an eighteen playoff. Eight, eight conferences of eight. Yeah. Here's the thing about it is too is if you're going to still play 11, 12 games, think of the non-conference games that we're going to have in that scenario. If you're only playing seven regular season games and we're playing 11 games, think of the co- the non-conference schedules that we would have to have in those scenarios. Right. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be. And that's what we look for. I mean, and again, you know, the sport with the expansion and all the moving parts has taken away things like um, Oklahoma, Nebraska. And I mean, even Notre Dame last year, Notre Dame got a taste of the conference life. And I know you've probably talked at that at length. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool experiment, but a part of me still misses, or I don't even know when the next one's scheduled. Notre Dame, Michigan isn't scheduled forever. Notre Dame, USC, you've got to have that on the schedule. Right. Yeah, just, so it was weird not having Notre Dame. I would have rather had Notre Dame, USC than seeing Notre Dame in a conference title game. But that's just because of what I grew right. up on. Yeah, you know? and, and that's fine. We so didn't I see Ohio State and Michigan this year. That that was that was that's awful. Although it would have been a bloodbath. That it would weird. not have been close, right? Yeah. So, but it I was mean, a cool novelty not... thing. Notre Dame in the conference. It was a cool novelty thing, but it's not something that I would necessarily want. But I would be okay if if they did get rid of the NCAA and they just made the the six the the Power Five team just kind of broke off and started their own thing. I'd be fine Notre Dame having to join a league in that in that circumstance. Because it would kind of start right. things like, over from scratch a little the, bit. If it was like a real NFL light, and I'm cool mm-hmm. with that idea because at least right. we get the best teams playing. Right, and it would it would to me. I mean, I I used to be against that bill to be honest with you because I I'm, I'm very much a traditionalist in in a lot of ways. Right. But I've just right. been so disgusted the last decade by things that the NCAA has done that I'm done with the NCAA at this right. point in time. I mean, they they serve no function except to organize tournaments at this point right. in time. I mean, it just some of the decisions they made, you're gonna you're gonna negate 21 Notre Dame wins because they found out something was going on that they didn't sanction and they dealt with it. And yet North Carolina's running fake right. classes and then nothing happens. You know what I mean? It's just such right. a joke of, of of an organization. I mean, some guys get, you know, the transfer thing is here because of the stupid things they've done in the past that have made it challenging and, and just made it such a stupid rule. The the NIL thing is happening because they've been so stupid about their protection of amateurism, which I actually believe in protecting amateurism, but I think you've defined it in such a stupidly narrow manner that you're taking a kicker from some team who's making money off of a YouTube channel that has nothing to do with them playing football, and you're saying you can't do that. And those are the things that they've done, and and that's why I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to actually now make the right decision for it because it's going to be a decision that's driven strictly by one thing, and that is what do we think can generate the most money in the easiest right. fashion, and that's where we're at. So, Bill, yeah. I've enjoyed this tremendously. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna chat with you a little bit off the air about a couple other topics that I'm curious to get your opinion on that I think we might have a difference of opinion about, which would be fun right. to, to discuss. Because I think the not, the unique thing is you and I come at this from such a different backgrounds. Like we're both yeah. in the same profession now, but you know right. you've been a writer. I came from a you know coaching playing background, and I think those can make for some really interesting conversations. 
sure. uh, about that. So, but this has been a lot of fun. I think both of the proposals we came up with would be better than what they're ultimately going to do. <laughs> I think we can definitely agree on that. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So we got that. Right. Yeah. So Bill, thanks so much. If uh, Give the people a, a, a quick heads up on where they can find you. Because look, I follow Bill on Twitter. Uh, I read his stuff. This is not hype. This is something I've admitted to my audience before. Bill does a great job. Very fair. If you're a Notre Dame fan who thinks the national media hates Notre Dame, give Bill a read because he's always been very fair to Notre Dame. So Bill, let the people know where they can find your work on Twitter and obviously your website. Yeah, I'm at BillBender92 at SportingNews.com. And it, it, it was a pleasure being on here. It's like I said, I, I always tell people the story that when you grow up in central Ohio and you go to a Catholic school, inevitably my wedding, my, all of my, the best part of my wedding, aside from getting married, of course, she, I, she's in bed, I hope, um, <laughs> was uh, my groomsmen were comprised of a couple Buckeye fans, a Michigan State grad, a Notre Dame grad, and a Michigan fan. So the mm -hmm. night before we went to a bar and um, I always tell it this way. We went to a bar. My wife and all her bridesmaids are there. And I think it was the Michigan State grad. He spoke up and said something like, you know, Joe Montana's overrated, right? And it was just <laughs> like 10 voices at once. And we're all screaming at each other. And I was like, I was like, you really told a bunch of Catholic school boys that Montana's <laughs> And then Kimberly just goes, I'll see you in the morning. Make sure you're at the <laughs> aisle. So, uh, uh, you know, so uh, we always had fun with that story. Yeah. But we love football here. and. Uh, enjoyed this and uh, let's do it again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, Bill. For uh, all of you Notre Dame fans, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell so that you get all of our latest podcasts. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get it. And of course, as always, you see it down there scrolling, irishbreakdown.com. Check it out. We've got a lot coming up, a lot of breakdowns, a lot of analysis, a lot of things going on, and of course, tons of recruiting. So Bill Bender, thanks for joining us. The rest of y'all, we will talk to you again very, very soon.